message was to uh, let us listen to the song by Mercy Me. I don't know if you know that song, Even If. I love that song. It says, even if you don't, even if you don't deliver me, God, I'm going to maintain my faith. And so we pick up in the 11th chapter, verse 32. He's like a preacher here. He's running out of time. Some people believe that the 11th chapter of Hebrews is a sermon, and it's better understood, by the way, if you read the whole thing at one time. If you sit down and read through it, you can sort of follow his outline. He has an outline as he goes through it. And so watch what he says here. He says, And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of the sword, or the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Man, that's tremendous. That's a tremendous amount of miracles that took place in response to the faith of those people. But we pick up in the middle of verse 35 at this word, others, others. They don't have names, but they're people, real people. Others were tortured, not accepting their release so that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others experienced mockings and scourgings, yes, also chains and imprisonment, they were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were put to death with the sword, they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground, all these, having gained approval to, through their faith did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they could not be made perfect. I want to make just a few observations about these last verses of Hebrews tonight as we talk about faith in the fire. Now, we could go to the book of Daniel and talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because Mercy Me's song actually comes uh, out of that passage of Scripture where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in the face of their circumstances, said to the king who was about to throw them into the fiery furnace, they said, King, you can do this if you want to, but we're not going to bow even if our God doesn't deliver us. We're not going to bow. We'd rather go to the furnace than disobey our God and bow in worship to some foreign idol. So the song, By Mercy Me, even if you don't, and I'll give you some other words from it in just a little bit. So first, even if you have faith, the problems you have may not get better. Uh, while some people saw miracles in response to their faith, the writer of Hebrews acknowledges that others just didn't. And we see there in verse 35, we don't know who they were, 
but, but we can be sure that God knows their names. Uh, this week, I wrote a little note to somebody who was having a, a bad week. They've got some history with this past week of some difficult circumstances, and I just simply reminded them from, of a verse from Psalm 56. Uh, I believe it's verse 8, where it says, uh, All our tears are in his bottle. Are they not written in... All our tears are in your bottle. Are they not written in your book? So God's got a bottle, uh, and I think that's figurative language. It's a picture. He's got a bottle with my tears in it. He's got a bottle with your tears in it. He's got a book of Eddie. He's got a book of Job. He's got a book of Mary. He's got a book of Billy. Uh, it's a long one. Uh, he's got a book of everybody, he's, but he knows. He knows our journey, and that's the important thing. He knows our journey, and he's got a record of our tears. And one day, as we said this morning, the collective tears of all the years are going to be wiped away by God's own hand. God knew their journey, but God in his sovereignty chose not to deliver them from their circumstances. Sometimes we, we have a tendency to measure the strength of a person's faith by the answers to their prayers and the miracles that surround their life. But the writer of Hebrews alerts us that the true strength of our faith may, be, may well be revealed when things don't work out when the problem doesn't go away, when we sink in the midst of our difficulties, when we lose our job or our home and maybe even our lives. It was in moments like those that the one thing that these folks continued to cling to tenaciously was their faith in God. The writer of Hebrews is out to encourage folks who were facing similar circumstances. He was calling them to keep their hope in God who was mighty and could deliver, but he was also encouraging them to maintain their hope in God even when he didn't deliver. So, and the song by Mercy Me is a testimony of such moments. God, even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. So first, even if you have faith, the problems you have may not get better. That's just a fact. The Bible acknowledges that fact. There are people in the Bible who reflect that fact. Second, even if God chooses not to deliver you, maintain your faith in God's love and God's sovereignty. You have to wonder what it was that enabled these people to keep on believing in the face of their circumstances. Again, we just look at, take a quick look at the things they faced. They were tortured and killed. They were stoned. They were sawn in half. They were put to death with the sword, poor, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated. No prosperity gospel in that chapter of the Bible, but their faith never flinched. How were they able to keep believing, and how can we maintain our faith amid similar trials? Well, they trusted God. They trusted God's word. They trusted God's love. But if you look at what he says here, along with that, they believed they were part of something bigger. These people did. They, they, had, they had a sense of destiny. These problems they faced, even if these problems finished them, that would be, not be the end of their story. 
All of us know somebody who used to be a part of our lives. All of us know somebody like that. All of us know somebody who used to be a part of our lives who was a tremendous person of faith. They reflected their faith in God in good times and in bad times, and they died. All of us know somebody who died with their faith intact, who died with God's word on their lips, who died not having an answer to their prayer, not being healed, not having their problems taken away. But nevertheless, they died with their faith in God. And all of us know a person like that whose life and witness continues to impact our journey to this day. Their lives are part of something bigger. These people, their, their testimony continues to be told without their name, yet God knows their name. God has a record of their journey. God has a bottle with their tears in it. God knows all, all about it. Listen to what he says in verse 39 and 40. Uh, and and by, by the way, before I do that, I want to remind you that the writer of Hebrews is reminding us, you and me, that we're also a part of something bigger. We have a connection to them. They have a connection to us. Their story is part of, uh, is part of our story. But our story, our story is also part of theirs. Pay close attention. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better from us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. Therefore, go on to chapter 12. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Tonight, could it be that there's something in or around your life that's hindering your faith or your, your faithfulness? Uh, and, and so you, you've measured your faithfulness uh, against that problem. You say, I don't know if I can keep on being faithful in the face of that difficulty. Well, have you measured it against their difficulty? Have you measured your faith against theirs? Does it measure up? Do you see what he's telling us? We know their story. We know how they ran their race. We can look back and see how they ran. This week I've just been, you know, uh, Mark Phelps, the swimmer, his, one of his records got overcome you may not even keep up with gold medals in in things like swimming or whatever but I was always interested in the swimmers because I knew one from back in the day and then Mark Phelps outdid him now apparently there's a girl that's outdone Mark Phelps she's got a a record that exceeds so we look we look at athletes like that we we follow their history how many points they scored how many touchdowns uh, you know, all these things. So who is the greatest of all time, the greatest athlete of all time? Well, one day those great athletes, whoever they are, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, whoever they are, Bart Starr, some, some of you don't even know who he is, they're up in the stands watching somebody else play. And sometimes they're cheering somebody else on. Remember, in their journey, yes, maybe a young athlete on the field was inspired by one of the great heroes of the past, but now the great hero of the past is watching him play the game. 
That's exactly the picture painted here. We're all a part of the same journey. They're watching our race now. We know how they fared. Now they're watching us to see if we will continue, uh, keep believing. They're cheering us on, urging us to press forward in our, our difficulty. Keep believing. Keep your hope in God. You might remember Job in the Bible in the midst of his terrible trial. He realized that God had the ability to deliver him. He realized that uh, he was one of those, those people of faith. He said, as the song says in Mercy Me, I know you're able and I know you can save from the fire with your mighty hand, but even if you don't, my hope is you alone. And so Job, in the midst of his terrible trial, said about God, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So the race is a race of faith. And the key to running well is not speed, it's endurance. Endurance is keep, keeping on, keeping on. Endurance is putting one foot ahead of the other. I had to refresh myself on one of the stories I learned as a child. Maybe some of you have never heard it. Some of our children don't hear some of the things that we heard when we, grew, we were growing up. But do you remember the story of the hare? Not this hare. It's gone. But the hare and the tortoise from Aesop's fables. You remember the story? The hare, by the way, is a big rabbit. I had to look at What's the difference in a rabbit and a hare? Well, a, a hare is a rabbit with longer legs and bigger ears, basically. I guess that's like a jackrabbit. So Vineyard Acres, by the way, is full of rabbits. If you ever want to see some, I have as many as six in my yard at a time. So I guess we're collecting rabbits in Vineyard Acres. But the story of the hare and the tortoise, the tortoise is a turtle, they decided to have a race. The hare wanted to make the tortoise look foolish. Obviously, he could outrun the, the slow uh, turtle. Uh, so they started the race. You know the story. And the hare, as he's running down the road, gets distracted by a cabbage patch. And he stops and eats him a belly full of cabbage because he realizes there's no way that slow tortoise is ever going to catch up with him. Well, after he eats that belly full of cabbage, you know what he needed to do. Same thing you need to do sometimes on a Sunday afternoon. And the story says, the old story, that the, the hare, he laid himself down and took himself a nice afternoon nap. And while he was sleeping, the tortoise just crawled right on by. And when the hare woke up from his nap, he looked and the tortoise was crossing the finish line. He did his best to catch up, but he just couldn't. And the tortoise won the race and there's a moral to those uh, you know it's not to the swift the race is not always to the swift it's to the person who keeps on keeping on keeping on plodding along even through the worst of difficulties so faith keeps us plodding through difficulty but it's not only difficulty that can take us out of the race like the hare we can be distracted or entangled in our own doubts and fears but faith is focused Faith also puts sin where it belongs. It does away with sin. He says we need to set that aside because it's going to beset us. It's going to hinder us in our race. Third, here's the final, final point. Faith keeps on moving toward the finish line even when the hills get higher and the race gets harder, even when prayers aren't answered and problems don't go away. 
So we pick up in the, in the, at the end of verse 1. He says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and hath sat down at the right hand of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you remember how Jesus lived his life? Did Jesus quit when things got hard? Did he, did he give up when God didn't answer things, when God didn't answer his prayers the way he wanted them to be answered? You say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute now. When did, ever, when did such a thing ever happen to Jesus that God didn't answer one of his prayers the way he wanted it to be answered? Do you remember when Jesus was in the garden? Mark records that he prayed in this way. He prayed just like you've prayed a lot of times. This is what he said, Mark 14, 36. Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. In other words, Jesus, looking at that journey, said, Lord, in my humanity, this is a journey I'm not looking forward to making. And so, God, if there's any other way that it can be done, all things are possible. There's nothing too hard for you. You ever said that? God, i got a problem here. There's nothing too hard for you. And, God, you can take this away, and I won't have to make this journey. But God didn't take that away from Jesus. Of course, that cup that Jesus was talking about was the journey to the cross and all its suffering. God didn't take it away. How did Jesus respond? He kept on walking. He said, I know you're able and I know you can save through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is you alone. So the writer of Hebrews in this 11th chapter challenges us to keep our eyes on Jesus even in the hardest times, even when it seems to us that God's not answering our prayers, even when it seems to us that we, don't, we can't take the fulfillment of the promise that God has made us and stick it in our pocket. And ultimately, even if this world that is hostile to God, and it is hostile to God, even if it becomes hostile to us, what should we do? We keep our faith intact. We keep our hope in God. And I remind you, the worst of all threats to our faith is not the threat of suffering. It's our own tendency to sin. Nothing is more dangerous to the believer than sin. It hinders us. It entangles us. So how do we face the threat of sin? How do we handle it? Well, in temptation, we remember that there was one, the writer of Hebrews tells us about him, who in all points was tempted like as we, yet without sin. You remember that night in the garden when he prayed and the Bible says what happened. Luke tells us that as he prayed in agony, he, his sweat became like great drops of blood. In his struggle, simply to surrender himself to the will of God. And so look at the next verse, verse 4. The writer of Hebrews says, You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. 
So what have we said tonight? Even if you have faith, the problems you have may not go away. Even if God chooses not to deliver you, maintain your faith in God's love and God's sovereignty. Faith keeps moving on toward the finish line, even when the hills get higher and the race gets harder, even when prayers aren't answered and problems don't go away. Faith says, I know you're able, God, and I know you can. Save through the fire with your mighty hand, but even if you don't, my hope is you alone. Let's pray. God, help us tonight to make the journey that you've called us to make. That journey, Lord, is our destiny. The problems and the difficulties, not the ones, Lord, that we've caused ourselves, but sometimes, Lord, the ones that seem thrown in our paths, that, that seem to want to knock us off the road of faith. And, and, Lord, you know when we get discouraged. And I know there are people here who are discouraged tonight. I know that there are people whose burdens are so heavy, they're just having a hard time making it through the day. But, God, would you help them to keep on putting one foot ahead of the other and keep on trusting you moment by moment and day by day, realizing, God, that you have a record of their struggle and that one day, Lord, you're going to show them how their journey is influencing others to keep their faith in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing that. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now,
Yes, sir.